finding what it is that you actually would like to do with your partner. Some people haven't even gone there anymore because they've had this perfect idea of how things were at the beginning, always trying to recreate it. Unless you're, unless you're free to explore, nobody's really learning this. It's not like a, a football game where you're recording it and then you're going back and you know reviewing it like in, on Monday after the Sunday game, right? They, so people do it and then they forget about it. If this is my one good life to live, do I want to live it as huge and best and most expressed as I can or not? That's your choice, right? Every day we make that choice. Welcome to the Brain Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick Porter. Please join us on our mission to better a billion brains. Enjoy the episode and remember to share it with your family and friends. Hello, welcome back to the Brain Fitness Podcast. Today we have something about sexual fitness. I know that's a, that might be taboo for some of you, but listen up here. There's more to it than that. Where do your relationships really start? What is your most personal, close relationship? Most of our BrainTap users have been finding issues, not only in the bedroom, but just in relationships in general. And it's a big point of it. So when I was out there talking in, in the communities, I said, hey, who do you know that's the expert? So I brought the experts in and we have them here today. So why don't the two of you introduce yourselves, tell them who you are, what got you into this field, why why you decided to do this? Because a lot of people, you know, this is this is an area most people, they have problems with it. They suffer through it their whole life. They don't realize there's a solution. And this is an area that they don't even realize that it's affecting their brain health because obviously all stress is brain stress. So let's get let's get let's get this out in the open and let's start sharing, you know, what we were saying, like sexual health, uh, intimacy, wellness, whatever we want to call it. This is an area that every person in a relationship, whether you're in a relationship now or wish to be in a relationship or thinking about exiting a relationship, this affects every person on earth because we're community based. So whichever one of you want to start, just introduce yourself. Let's hear a little bit about your history, what got you into this and, and where we're going. Well, my name's Aaron Michael and I am basically guiding the 10, well, we did 20 recordings and I'm guiding the 10 recordings, which is around men's sexual health. And that's going to be primarily training the pelvic floor. But I actually have, uh, my specialty is in the psychosomatic being a sex coach as a psychosomatic specialist. And what that means is that I'm also dealing with the different types of emotions that come up and the ability to have body awareness during a sexual experience. Now, these recordings that we ended up putting together, they, they don't go directly into something sexual, but instead they're giving you sort of the learning lessons, the awareness to have the ability to kind of play with your own body and your sensations to then be able to train yourself in a way that's going to specialize you. So that way, then when you then go into the bedroom with a partner or even just on your own, it's going to have a lot of effectiveness. Right. I can't wait to delve into it because so many people think you can have a pill without the skill and now they can have the pill, but they need that skill, right? They need to know what's going on internally because there's so much more to this and you can get so much more fulfillment. So we're going to get to you in a, in a minute, Aaron. And so, uh, Doc, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and, sure. and what your background is? 
Well, I'm Dr. Saida Desilet. It's such an honor to be here, Dr. Porter. Thank you. And my background, I'm a psychologist. I specialize in psychosexuality. I've authored a few books, done a TEDx talk, been part of several different research projects, some with a gynecologist, now with a medical doctor. We're looking at sexual optimization, um, especially in the arena, in the bedroom, of course. And, and here in BrainTap, I realized, well, what people need like is also the stuff before. So the intimacy pieces. What if you don't have a partner? You want to attract one. We So attending to that or what if you do have a partner but you're never really connecting or you're kind of annoyed with each other and so sex is like falling away and and whether or not we don't want to talk about it it's really important to have a healthy sex life it's one of the contributing factors to living a really fulfilling well-lived optimized life so the skill set around that we're not giving that as as kids as teenagers we never learn it people are just expected to know and the modeling we have are movies and and really dramatic things and now social media is it's a mess so people don't have healthy models of what really beautiful dynamic deepening uh intimacy and relating could look like so that was part of creating the suite is to give people that advantage so that they could really maximize their experience either as an individual or in partnership yeah and i love this because it's something that is you know, one side can't just do this, right? I mean, it needs to be, it's a relationship. And uh, I mean, obviously um, you can do certain things alone, obviously, but we want to, we're talking about how we can make intimacy you better. And I, I mean, I went to Catholic school, so they didn't teach us anything, right? They basically told us it was bad. There's, you know, so we all have these taboos around this. And then we're supposed to get married or have a relationship and, and all these things. And so we're dealing with all this guilt, shame, resentment, whatever, but nobody ever trained us. So here's the two of you, world experts, traveling around the world, doing workshops. I mean, you, you every time I talk to you, you're somewhere else doing a workshop, leading some group, uh, teaching a community because you know we, we all know that this isn't the total relationship but if you don't have a good sex life or you don't have a good relationship life in the bedroom or well, however that works whether it's it could be once a week once a month it doesn't matter whatever is good for that group then the relationship is going to suffer because sooner or later we're driven for that behavior you know we're hardwired for it it's not like uh and it's not bad it's i mean shame and guilt i think are useless emotions so we need to figure out what to do next so i don't know when when i approached you when i dr molly is the one i think who put me in touch with you and we're going to be doing some things with her as well which i think is going to be fantastic but in your experience let's talk a little bit and i don't know which one of you wants to go first the, the male side or the female side but when you think about uh just coming up with these solutions i'm really curious to know in your own case i mean being a psychologist that does this i mean i've always kind of referred people out because i didn't want to be known as the sex uh doctor you know what i mean uh, yeah. I mean, I did work with some men every once in a while, but we always referred the women out to somebody else because I didn't want to, I'm, obviously I'm not an expert at that myself. And so we were looking for the two of you and I'm very happy. I've listened to the sessions. I think they're fantastic and we're encoding them. They're going to be on the BrainTap app. We're going to, if you search out uh, sexual wellness, you're going to be able to find them. Intimacy, you're going to be able to find them. And we're going to come up with some other ways for people to find these because the nice thing about BrainTap is Anyone out there listening, you can listen to the BrainTap app without anyone else knowing you're listening. 
No one has to know that you're listening to these sessions. So now you don't have to go to a therapist, sit across from them, tell them about whatever is going on with you. You can listen to these. So tell us a little bit about what the listener is going to gain from these and from your experience, because I mean, you two have been around, uh, you've been around the block doing this with a lot of people. I mean, you it's not just like you've thought one day I'm going to wake up and do this. You've been doing this for years. So tell us a little bit about the history and what you've found out and maybe some some case studies of what's been happening. Well, the, first, the first thing that jumped to mind when you said what are the listeners going to get is um, there's a, a, a body love practice. It's, it's really how to have a connection with yourself. And one of the main issues I see when I work with clients is they can't even let pleasure in and they don't even necessarily go towards uh, generating it with a partner because they don't even like their own body. They don't feel comfortable in their body or maybe they feel numb or maybe they're even having pain. So there is, um, and I'm so happy to be working with BrainTap because I think all the brain enhancement uh, that you're putting into the meditations are just going to take things to a whole new level. Uh, so that is one big one, just that starting point of the self-acceptance, self-love connection, which will open up um, the parasympathetic. It will open up the, the sensual, which is how we make sense of reality, right? And we need that in order to bring something to the table with a partner. So that's one of the practices that I think are going to be very helpful in this series. And we also named it Embodied Love Lounge because we are looking at love as not just a set of feelings that people have or a kind of concept that most people are trying to then make the relationship fit into, but instead we're looking at, well, what are the actual actions that we can follow through on and actually act out that equal or that are love? So these will be primarily practices that you do with yourself um, in terms of having uh, different types of body awareness, the ability as well to kind of flush out different emotions, such as you're saying, mm -hmm. that simply don't serve you, which is going to have the immediate impact of increasing sexual confidence, yeah. uh, which will then allow for people to be more curious, the ability to, especially if both couples are doing it, mm -hmm. to just communicate about their basic needs and their wants become easier because the topic no longer is such a taboo. And the reason why is because there's normally this separation of people that people think, okay, well, I'm either in my head or my genitals are kind of driving me and I'm being driven by lust as opposed to, no, if you can actually keep a connection to all of your body, you're simply getting more information in that's going to give you the ability to make better decisions. Ones where you later don't feel dissonance, but you've actually done it because these two centers in your body are in resonance. In fact, they're connected and one. And these practices will do that. And that's what we mean by embodiment and specifically mm. the embodiment of love. That's super exciting because a lot of times... Yeah. The biggest issue that we can see is people really do want to connect. They just don't know how. So there, for example, we did one where a person's in their head and they just can't get out of their head, whether it's a talking to the mm -hmm. partner or in the act of intimacy, and they're not really enjoying themselves. They can't feel anything. So there's a practice of how to just get out of your head and sense your body. Um, for some people, like you said, there's a lot of shame that we can grow up with. We just feel this is uh, something dirty or wrong and not right. So there's a few of them giving you, you permission 
this is super natural. It's, it's you're designed that way. You wouldn't you wouldn't be designed this way if it wasn't meant to be part of your expression as a human being. So giving that permission, that relaxation. Uh, some people have lost contact with their libido. They're just really tired, or they're super stressed, or whatever's going on, and the libido has crashed. And this is men and women. It's everybody. So we have one to kind of reignite that libido. So there's quite a few things that we've put into the suite, really thinking deeply what are the biggest problems that we're consistently seeing with our clients and also what are the biggest search engine problems that people are asking about right they're just like i don't feel connected to my partner anymore should i divorce them like no you need to learn how to breathe and open up and and so one of the amazing results dr porter that we're having with our bespoke clients is they're falling in love again and they were about to like separate and they're they're not some of them were being playful outside of the relationship now they don't do not want to do that they want to stay connected they want to go deeper together and it was some very basic skill sets which we've included and part part of them are included here in this suite so we're excited for people to feel more connected to themselves with each other to feel rekindled to to build trust to build passion to build um curiosity and adventure within the realm of intimate relating oh i have to say i had a really <laughs> fun time doing this with dr desolet because we really did get to kind of combine the the different areas that we really have focused on in our careers and one of the things that that um that i have focused on a lot is attachment and looking at how people not they aren't just categorized under an attachment which can be rather rigid but looking at okay well what are the behaviors in relationships that each attachment style has and is it possible then to repattern those behaviors to actually start to attract different partners than we normally have so this is classic person ends up breaking up then they end up dating someone. It's almost the exact same person, same or at least the same type of relationship <laughs> yeah. pattern. Yeah. And it just happens over and over and over again. And then with uh, her psychosexual experience, as well as the ability to build these meditations, it was amazing. She put together uh, one of the recordings, which is for the for women, for the female population, asking, well, how do I change the type of person that I'm attracting in and starting to repattern that mm -hmm. and uh and that was a really fun one to see how that came together so, so some rather innovative things mm -hmm. that people are going to be able to do in this app that they probably wouldn't think would be really possible mm -hmm. but i think that's the beauty of entrainment and the technology that you are combining with our expertise yes. and then the yeah, last thing is the uh, I just wanted to mention, because it is important, and some people might just have already a great relationship, things are going really well, they just want to optimize, because BrainTap really is about optimization, not mm -hmm. just fixing broken parts, it's really, for me, I use it for optimization, so we have uh, a, some meditations that activate uh, the era, so that feeling of being turned on everywhere in the body. It's not just genitally located, like we're a very full-bodied experience of pleasure uh, and expanding our pleasure is another uh, practice because we need to learn that pleasure is not just a, a fleeting moment. It's something absolutely crucial for all systems to function properly in the body. You need to be having this relaxed arousal or this pleasure state more often than the stress state. So that 
the fact that you're even having a suite of practices like this is huge because pleasure is untapped in the world as something that we have as a natural resource as human beings. We've forgotten we're afraid of pleasure or we think it's like frivolous or there's a lot of reasons why people avoid it. Um, and also we entrain ourselves towards pain. Look at all the media, look at all the news, look at all the things we're doing and our focal points. So being able to shift your attention and actually to experience the goodness of life, the good feelings that your body is generating, and then even moving into the more expanded orgasmic possibility is important for healing. It's important for well-being. And it's also important for everyone to access their own genius. So even if they're not outwardly in the world, sexual or ever talking about sex, having this open up will give access to uh, your your genius, your innovation, because it's the prefrontal cortex activates mm -hmm. when you have pleasure going on and you need that. We need it. The whole world needs it right now. We need a lot of innovative, uh, open-hearted, deeply embodied people uh, doing the good work. Yeah. I think even Napoleon Hill says in his book, Think and Grow Rich, that the sexual energy can be used also for creativity. Absolutely. You know, so so if you're stifling your sexual creativity, your sexual energy, I mean, you're probably stifling your creativity, problem solving skills. And, uh, you know, there's a reason that people get this release, right? And there's a different, everything in the world actually is orgasmic in nature. I mean, I was telling somebody the other day on a podcast, I said, think of a football game. You know, you get the ball on the 20, you, you're struggling down, you score the touch, everybody's excited. You know, there's this big, you know, there, everything is like that. Our cells are like that or in the mitochondria release. Um, what do you think about, you know, a lot of people think of uh, sexual activity because they get married. Now it becomes a job. You know, it's almost like, oh, I'm married now. I have to do this thing. And then it becomes, oh, no, we're going to do it when you're first married, maybe once a day then or three times a day, whatever it is, six times a day, whatever they want to do. But then then it starts being, OK, every Friday night, this is my job or, you know, whatever. What what causes that, you think? And what do you think? How does this change their 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 philosophy about that so that they understand that? I understand that a lot of people don't they don't look at it because of the shame and the guilt. I mean, how do you get over that? Well, and some, this is, this is really interesting. I think there's two things that happen. One is that we have a tendency to idealize the relationship at the very beginning. So that means that we think that that's perfect. And we have a tendency to try and continually recreate that. Now, in terms of actions, what that means is that we fall into routines mm -hmm. and you can take the most amazing, your favorite meal that you have. And all of a sudden, if you're being fed that meal many times the same time each day and, you know, eventually it's going to get boring for you. It's going to not really be nutritious, not only, though, because of you're just having this redundant food being put in your mouth, the same flavors over and over again, but more specifically because you stop to pay attention to the details. And also over a time period in a relationship, you will mature, you will change. So the solution to this is both one, finding what it is that you actually would like to do with your partner some people haven't even gone there anymore because they've had this perfect idea of how things were at the beginning always trying to recreate it and then what ends up happening it makes them 
either go into numbness, pain, or it just doesn't relate to who they've become. So they get a chance to one, rediscover. And then secondly, they start to be curious. And to be able to do that, you have to have a certain level of self-consciousness, both about like what your own connection is mm. to then be able to do, for instance, one of the meditations that she put together was how is it that, and this is the only one that we did at this point, and we could have made so many more. That was maybe the hardest thing was figuring out how to limit the amount of topics was to have two different people listening at the same time on a connect to your partner, mm -hmm. which is tremendous, especially in these times when They've, you know, they did a study, for instance, during the, the lockdown, and they found out that people that were staying sexually active in a way that was positive, they had better relational health, better psychological health, better physical health, and they overall just had a happier well-being, and it made a, a dramatic shift in the way that they experienced that. So this app here and what we've put together is getting them to do that and that's one of the reasons why that uh that recording i think is is quite it's going to be quite a fun one for people to try out together. Oh, that's awesome yeah. so when you're thinking about the i i think that everyone could benefit from this because just like uh even professional golfers who you see do such great things they still have a coach you know and that's probably one of the most difficult things and even though people might think it's easy to you know, uh, have relationships with your partner and things like that. This is, but a lot of people don't know what to think, how to think, what to do, how to do it. You know, all these things, because nobody's taught, I was never taught the birds and the bees. I mean, you know, <laughs> I had to go out and learn it myself, right? And uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I've made too many complaints. But the, you know, there, <laughs> you know, you're, unless you ask, you know, unless you're, unless you're free to explore, nobody's really learning this. It's not like a, a football game where you're recording it and then you're going back and, you know, reviewing it like in, on Monday after the Sunday game, right? They, so people do it and then they forget about it. So what do you think is the biggest thing that this kind of contemplation visualization is going to do for people? Um, I know there's a lot of benefits, but as a, a psychosexuality uh, psychologist, um, you know, being, uh, you know, a lot of people, don't even seek it out because they think, oh no, there must be something wrong with me. If they're too sexually active, they think there's something wrong. If they're not sexually active, actually people think that's normal. And it, it's not normal. I mean, there's got to be a balance for, you know, in there. Nobody can be, I mean, there's a reason that only certain people can be celibate. I mean, people go crazy if they don't have this release because the the pinned up energy in the body, it it causes literally people to think differently, you know? So uh, what is your understanding of that? Well, we definitely are on a mission to normalize pleasure and to uh, find, I'm actually, we're look, working with some other researchers right now to write a paper on the clinical application of arousal and pleasure because they're essential expressions of healthy, optimized human beings. But we're, uh, all the meaning that, incorrect meaning that we've assigned to these things uh, makes it taboo and it, it it's like saying breathing should be taboo. I mean, it's, it's that crazy because it's so natural and it, a world where people feel good in their bodies and with each other is a world where we actually get along. It's a much more stable society. Families are healthy. If trauma arises, we can heal much faster. Um, if there's, you know, dynamic differences within a community, those can be worked out because people are coming from a pleasure-based 
uh, optimized space versus fear or just too much stress or anger, just being shut down, numb. They don't feel anything, so they don't care. There's a lot of apathy or it's their way or the highway. These things only happen when a human being isn't in their optimized state. But because we've run this way for so long, we've had a um, kind of a pain-based, woundology-based society for quite some time. If you look at and the way to tell that is just to look at, well, what's popular, you know, in movies, on media, what are people really talking about? Um, we get offended, extremely offended, if we hear slight sounds of pleasure, and it could just be a slight moan when you're enjoying your tea, <laughs> right? I'm not even talking sexual sounds, but mm -hmm. the, it's the same sound, like, mm, it's the same sound. Um, we get offended hearing that, but we don't mind hearing someone screaming in agony, because we're used to like expressions of pain and uh, hurting one another. So it's a really important social, um, I think it, like a, a needle mover to start orienting people. Actually, I am foundationally built to experience joy and foundationally built things. All my organs work better. All the systems in my body work better, including your brain, all work better when we are running this relaxed arousal or this pleasure-based um, living. Now, stress will come in we're meant to handle it, but we are not meant to be focused on stress 24 seven. That is not okay. So a lot of the research that we have sound the pleasure, pleasure-based research, pardon my tongue today, <laughs> uh, the pleasure-based research, it's, it's all indicating the same. It's an optimization for the human being. And so we need to a little bit, for those of us who are daring, you got to be a little bit daring, a little bit courageous to step into this arena. Now, I can tell you the mind games that we play with ourselves, but it's the same thing. We're doing this intensive training with an Olympic trainer right now. And it's the mind games that come, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. But then you get in it and you start optimizing and your body feels better. You're like, oh my God, I'm stronger than I thought. I have more energy than I thought. It's the same thing. So when the jumping in with brain tap just makes it a very safe and trustable environment. We've designed the practices to be very safe and very um, there. They are trauma informed in the sense that there's nothing that we guide that's going to induce that it's meant to make you feel relaxed and at home. So it's, it's a very important thing for those daring ones, the courageous ones who really, if you think, what is my life choice? If this is my one good life to live, do I want to live it as huge and best and most expressed as I can or not? That's mm -hmm. your choice, right? Every day we make that choice. Brain tap is one of those features where it's like, hey, if you're being the one choosing to optimize and live your best life every single day, please like come and use our resources because we're going to support you to do that. Having an intimacy section is makes sense because this is an area that is causing a lot of distress for a lot of people even just erase the intimate part the relating part the pleasure part take that all away if you just um do normal human living you're going to suffer pelvic atrophy or you're going to suffer pelvic tension for example which causes sexual dysfunction it means there's going to be you know leakage or uh, premature ejaculation or all kinds of issues arise menstrual cramps these things they arise from this dissonant relationship with the body with the sexuality so what you have in this suite is definitely geared for full optimization not only in the mind and the heart but also in the body um, Aaron did a whole thing on 
pelvic floor breath, which is really brilliant. It's a little bit different, I think, for the brain tab because usually you're kind of like resting and like just listening, but this one's a little more active. But yeah. it's that's that also yeah. so that's another unique piece that we put together because this is going to be for for the male body and people are going to be working with their pelvic floor, which face it, a lot of people think that the pelvic floor is either for after you've given birth or if you are of a certain age and you start to lose control of your bladder. So first of all, yes, the male body does have a pelvic floor. And secondly, uh, you can train it uh, not just to help resolve dysfunctions and those the normal dysfunctions that you'll see people having uh, would be erectile dysfunction, performance anxiety, delayed ejaculation, and premature ejaculation. Those are the ones mm -hmm. that affect most people. And you can use this to strengthen it. But in addition, uh, because of the entrainment technology, we're able to double in Saida's voice as I'm giving the training program of how these different pelvic floor movements not only strengthen and condition you, but most importantly are building that mind-body connection as well as what they will do for you in the bedroom, mm -hmm. such as the ability to prolong a sexual experience, the ability to feel more full-bodied pleasure, mm -hmm. the ability to connect with your partner. So there's a lot of things that are happening and affecting the subconscious mind while you are strengthening, conditioning the pelvic floor, but you're actually at the same time optimizing yourself by building your sexual IQ. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's nothing out there like that. So I'm really excited to start to get feedback and and hear of all the people's success getting to do these type of trainings. And would you say if I'm kind of a feisty woman and I'm like, ooh, I want to do the pelvic floor bit too. And yeah. <laughs> like, would that be okay? I think that definitely uh, you could try it out. It would be the same type of movements. We have stated it um, a bit angled for somebody that has a penis and what those demographics would be, but the the movements and would the be breath. the same yeah. and the breath and everything would definitely train. And definitely, I guess we'll have to just put some feelers out, Dr. Porter, around <laughs> requests as people start to ask for different topics, because mm -hmm. we really did try, we were, we did 10 each, and we tried to choose the most important topic that we have found with our own clients based off of what sex they are. No, that's great. Now, I have a question, because a lot of people, when when I'm dealing with people or requests, uh, this is a bizarre thing that happened to me. I was at a uh, after party at one of the events we were going to and this young girl came up to me she was very attractive and she said can you because you're a psychologist right can I ask you a question I'm like I don't really usually like to field questions like that because I know it's loaded you know in <laughs> in Marin maybe you can kind of shed some light on this because she said that her boy she they were getting intimate and then he got up went into the bathroom used his phone came back and went to sleep I mean, he went in and looked at porn, didn't even have a sexual encounter with her. In case, I'd never heard of that before because, you know, I'm, I, I was brought up in the 70s when our whole job was chasing women. You know, the that, or that was what, Wait, you know, we didn't have, the, we didn't have access to all the, we didn't have access to all the pornography like they do today. What do you think is causing that? And, and how, I mean, to me, it's like men today have changed their, kind of it's it's kind of weird to me that these young guys are having this issue i mean usually you would think of sexual dysfunction you know when they're 
60, 70, 80 years old or something, but it's apparently these young guys are having the problem uh, because of this. There was a recent study that uh, they're looking at the kind of erectile issues and found that the fastest growing population of people that are having challenges with their erections are actually in their 30s, which prior to this, it was always over the 40s. And over the 40s and over the 50s especially, it had to do with heart problems and more mechanical issues that would create erectile dysfunction. However, they're finding that with people that were in the 30s, that was the fastest growing population of people with these erectile dysfunctions was primarily due to uh, the psychology. Mm -hmm. So with performance anxiety, and that could be several different things. I think one is that there is a training of how a person holds their body in most of their sexual experiences, which is frankly probably in front of a screen and they are looking at a visual. So they're not feeling their body. They're looking at this kind of movie playing out in front of them, which normally needs to get more extreme. The longer the time is that they spend watching it and serious people will tend to have like these cycles with when they watch pornography and they start to feel less of their body needing more of that visual stimulation and the posture is also the shoulders together and hunched over so when we built the pelvic floor training we're correcting the postural movement we're teaching people how to actually move and breathe and stay connected to themselves which is then going to also help them and the same instructions to guide and stay connected to a partner's breathing and breath and then there'll be this timing and intimacy that creates an experience that is truly like a sensorial fireworks mm -hmm. and when you have that in contrast to the visual um you all of a sudden start to choose mm -hmm. to be with a partner but until you get there if you have let's say some sexual shame or you don't feel that you can talk to your partner about different things that might be affecting you then there could be 101 reasons why he would get out of the bed mm -hmm. that has nothing to do even with her mm -hmm. then to leave and frankly go to the easy routine where there's nothing required of him with the screen and be able to do whatever it was that he chose to do whether it was to masturbate or simply entertain himself or maybe he was hoping to get himself excited to then come back into the bedroom i don't really know the details but it's still it's, there's there's tons of reasons out there that can happen but the more that we can start to train ourselves to connect to our body connect to our partner's body then we really almost go through this awakening because the education isn't just words on a page teaching us what not to do or about reproduction and how to wait until we're married but instead how do we from an action standpoint begin to build that skill set of connecting to ourselves and our partner mm -hmm. that's great now dr sita uh, how would you i i've i've always dealt with uh, people when they come to me with trauma right so I was, I thought I had a traumatic childhood until I started doing therapy, you know, and my childhood was very, even though the, you know, I was brought up Catholic, so that was enough trauma, but nothing like what I've heard in therapy. So many women have been abused by people that they trusted, you know, family members, yes. uh, uncles, uh, even aunts, you know, things like this. What would you say to, um, 
I mean, to me, it's just an overwhelming, at least in my therapy practice of people that that's why they had gained weight or that's why they started abusive behaviors within themselves. You know, they started to punish themselves because of this trauma. What would you say to someone like that? And they're obviously they're not allowing themselves any pleasure um, because they're denying that because they think it's some negative, you know, they, they associate it with the trauma instead of with, you know, what should be happening. What would you say about that? Well, it's a big question. We don't have that much time. So maybe we'll have to talk even more in depth at some point. But I would say nine out of 10 of my clients have had this experience. So it's incredibly common. And it doesn't. So there's a few things here. First, it's common. So we're all going to need to do the work to come back into a place where we can take this painful part of our experience and actually be transforming it into possibly a point of power. Mm -hmm. So I had that experience myself. I nearly died from it actually. And the method I developed was a way to heal myself and not just heal to the point of quote unquote survival, right? You wanna move into thriving. Mm -hmm. So my work is, is taking people from that survival point into thriving. And a lot of that has to do with starting to understand a few things. One, we don't trust our bodies anymore. We've been betrayed by our bodies in those moments. Uh, oftentimes in rape cases, uh, they will uh, attack the person who's been raped and say, well, you had an orgasm, therefore you enjoy it. Therefore, it's not rape. It's not true at all. It's a biological reaction in order to keep the body safe. So to really start to understand the extraordinary measures the body will go through in order to make sure that you're not you're harmed as less as possible is quite important for the person who's been victimized two they're not broken we don't need to fix them this is really really a crucial part of how i deal with psychosexuality to see someone as powerful not as a victim victims don't heal so we have to start uh, regarding anyone who's had this experience you're powerful you are sovereign you've got this and and we're going to do this slowly together and the first step is always to rebuild the trust with oneself. And one of the practices we did here, it's the heart genital meditation. It is the number one thing I will give to a client if this has been the case. You you will not be interested in sex. You won't want it and you, it's too fast. What you first need to do is start to reconnect here with your own body to create that trust. Once you start to feel that, and there can be a, lo a lot that comes from that process, a lot of transformation, a lot of different layers emerge, then you're going to start growing curious. Well, what else is there? And that's when we move you into the next phase of starting to sensualize and expand out of the amygdala reaction into that prefrontal cortex, into the relaxation, into the sensual experience. And that's just walking around in the woods. So it doesn't have to be again in a sexual experience, but you practice with everyday normal events and then eventually it becomes much more easy and easeful to connect with another person. So what we've offered here in this set does address some of that. We just don't call it like directly that, but it's because it's so common, it's the foundation point that I start everyone at anyways. Uh, even therapists like yourself, I would start there. And most therapists can't do that practice. So I just think human beings in general are dissociated a little bit from their genitals and their heart. And so as they start to do that practice, it's a whole new thing that starts to happen. 
Um, part of the practice will be doing kind of neural sculpting, sort of rewriting the neural pathways. So what used to be an incident of pain around a particular action, so let's say sex, it's associated with pain. You can rewrite it and start to associate it with safety, with connection, with creativity and beauty. So all of those things are possible, but it is, again, the journey will take as long as it needs. Each individual is unique, but every single person that I've been blessed to support uh, has had that transformation and it does come from themselves. So just doing the things that we've provided here is a really good stepping stone. And if there are therapists that are on BrainTap, they're going to want to refer their clients to this because they're such crucial parts of the reintegration process. Right. A lot of therapists like myself, they, we don't have the expertise, so we got to find somebody. And this is one way to do it where a lot of people won't go even seek help. So again, you can get on BrainTap on the app and nobody needs to know you're working on this from the inside out. Uh, is there any, either of you can answer this because I know we have the men's version and the women's version. Um, is there any special way that somebody needs to go through the processes or can they jump around or what do you recommend? Well, in terms of the, the men's pieces, the pelvic floor ones are built progressively because you are going to be starting to up your game, <laughs> change your skills, become slightly more complicated as you progress one through seven. So I would recommend doing those in that order and progressing when you feel that you've accomplished the, the lowest number and then continue to build up. Uh, in terms of the other ones, those could be, you know, if it's just particularly poignant to you. However, mm -hmm. the one meditation that we did have that are on both the men and women and women is the heart genital connection. It's taught more from a perspective that we've noticed most men connect to it, which has mm -hmm. to do with heat. And this is going to help with the ability not to just connect with yourself but your partner, but also to help with lasting longer when you start to actually activate your heart and your emotions, it's going to help you last longer, but it's also going to allow you to give and receive more pleasure mm -hmm. during an experience. So the thing is, is that regardless of where you start, we've really made this into the basics mm -hmm. because like, and it doesn't really matter whether you either consider yourself very skilled in these areas or somebody who's, you know, maybe suffered a lot, if you can start to practice these basic skills that you'll find, the rewards, there are at least seven different ways, because <laughs> if you can, <laughs> as long as you have that good foundation, it's going to go and have many different applications. And that's going to be true for anybody, regardless of where they are in terms of their sexual health, emotional mm -hmm. IQ, relational abilities. Yeah. Okay. So... What, how I've used your app, Dr. Porter, is I've gone through and like, what's going on? What's alive for me in this moment today, right? Uh, I'm low in energy or I have too much thinking. And then I look for something that matches that. So whatever is true in the, in the moment, if you're, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't have any connection with my libido, I want to feel a little more turned on, then that's the one that you would listen to. But maybe you're feeling disconnected with your partner and you want to be intimate, then that's the one that you'd listen to. So it's, it's one where you can a little bit self-diagnose 
they're all designed to be safe. They're all designed to be um, at a foundational level so that everyone, no matter where you're at, can get benefit from it. But honestly, what I found, in, even with the people who think they're the best lovers in the world and having the best relationship of their lives, when they start doing these enhancement practices that, that we have to offer, it just takes things to a whole new level, which makes it exciting for them because they're like, oh, there's something fresh and new and regenerative here. Uh, so I just think don't don't count yourself out if you're feeling like you're super healthy and things are going well. Still dive in. It's opening up new pathways, new possibilities. Awesome. Now we're getting ready to wrap up this uh, this podcast for today, but I'm sure we're going to have other conversations with you about what's going on. We'll get some feedback from some BrainTap users. They can share with us maybe what they want you to create in the future. I know you have a lot. You've been out there doing things, but what have I forgot to ask each of you or what would you like to reinforce about our conversation today so that uh, what do you want to leave the listener with, in other words? Well, I would just say that have a look at this whole idea of intimacy and love and sexual wellness as something that really can change your life. Mm -hmm. It is something that is, especially how it's presented, going to, one, change the concepts of how you understand those words. That's then going to give you the ability to begin to experience them in a different way, which is going to create the opportunity for yourself, whether you're on your own or with a partner, to then go out and build a future that you truly want. The difference that we've noticed is that when people can embrace pleasure much more, which is actually scarier for them than learning how to face the pain and all the things that they think are suffering, when they do that, the psychology changes from being negatively conditioned, meaning that their life primarily is around avoiding things that they don't want to happen. And it becomes positively conditioned, meaning that all of a sudden they feel that they deserve and they have the creativity and the ability to go out and achieve the goals that they want. Yes, we've seen a direct mm -hmm. translation between feeling more at home with yourself, giving yourself permission to feel lit up, giving yourself permission to have connection and healthy connection and how a person can generate in the world and express in the world. Right. Well, I want to thank you both for sharing your expertise and getting it on the app. We're going to be sharing this out with, with BrainTap Nation, letting them understand it. And so again, if you're, if you're uh, wanting to do this, which we're going to recommend to everyone on BrainTap uh, that's in a relationship or that you're hoping to get a relationship, like you said, you, you might be, um, not feeling safe about intimacy, that you explore these sessions. Uh, you know, you can do it in the comfort of your own home. No one needs to know you're doing it. Just put it on, see, you know, try them for yourself. Uh, go through the series, see what happens. You know, the, the, you know, the worst thing that happened is nothing, but the best thing that happened is you can start having that pleasure like you're talking about, open up to having those experiences. It's natural. It's part of our birthright to have those, as you said. And I think it's time that we start looking at our relationships differently, that um, we don't have to be programmed by stress and fear and resentment or even controlled by our past. And you've handled all of those things, which is which is incredible. And I think this is a key part of all relationships and we're community based. So, uh, you know, however it's happening at home, you know, that's going to that's going to have an interaction or an influence on everything you're doing in your life. So, again, thank you for contributing to BrainTap's app. We look forward to 
sharing that with the world, getting it out there and and seeing where we can develop this and and help people have much more healthier and more robust and positive relationships in and out of the bedroom. Because obviously, if they're having a good relationship there, it's going to translate into better relationships over dinner or over breakfast or going out with family, friends, whatever, because it's all part of the same thing. Uh, we're kind of holographic in nature that way. So let's let's all do that. So again, thanks for being here. And we're going to uh, get this out to the world. Now, if you're listening to this and you know people that are in relationships or that are suffering in some way with their their sexual activities or their 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 influences or what they think about intimacy or relationships or they've given up on relationships even I know a lot of people have given up on relationships lately they they've decided to become binary or whatever that means so you know we have all these different things that people say so we, I think this is the time to start exploring this this new potential now that we're in a safe environment where we can do it. So please, if you like this, please like this, share this, get this out to everyone you know that's in relationships because now's the time to start enjoying life, having more pleasure because there's so many things out there causing us stress and causing us to fear. It's time to unlock that fear and get into more of that pleasure like you're talking about that that's our birthright. Again, thank you. This has been Brain Fitness Podcast. Please look forward to the next one that we have that's going to share with you how to improve your life in many different ways, but focusing on the brain. And as you heard through this conversation, you know, you've been told before that the biggest organ of sex is our brain. So in, in Aaron said it, he's psychosomatic reasons that people have for this. You know, we need to look at those, resolve those, and then also get in touch with our bodies. I think so many people are so disassociated with their bodies. So go ahead. If you're already on the app, if you're one of our users, please explore that, put in intimacy or sexual wellness. You're going to find that app will pop up. Please listen to a few of those sessions give it a listen. I think they're great. I think you will too. So let's help uh, uh, these two uh, help us expand uh, this kind of uh, freedom that we should all experience as far as being having permission. Uh, we don't really need permission, but you're, you need to, some people need to know that they have permission to have pleasure in their life and to have this kind of relationship that is fulfilling on all levels. So thanks again for being a guest on the Brain Fitness Podcast. We're going to get this out to the world. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us. And we look forward to many more conversations on this topic. Thank you for joining us on our mission to better a billion brains. Follow at Dr. Patrick Porter on social media for updates. And remember to practice brain fitness every day.